Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the latest Same Old Arsenal podcast. I've got to tell you something, lovely listeners in the chat and people that might be listening to this afterwards, it still makes me chuckle that even though we've been doing this podcast for a while and music has been on for a while, Amanda still bobs her head along as if she's hearing it for the first time. <laughs> Amanda, how are you doing? Well, I'm better than I was this morning, let me tell you. I feel like we lost, Chris, the mood I woke up in. It was bizarre. It really was. But I'm better now after I had my rant. Good. Got some rant on uh, national uh, radio then, did you? Yes. And for anyone that wants to listen, it is on our YouTube channel. Um, Yes, I did. I had to get up very early at 6.20am. I was asked a couple of days ago. It was a bit of a risk, this, because I didn't think we'd going to win. And by the way, I just need to say that out of all the predictions, James got it right. And James isn't here tonight because he's too busy. The one time he gets his prediction right, Chris, he got 1-0 to the Arsenal. I said to all, we didn't know yours because you were away. Um, I said 1-0. I, I just didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was a bit of a risk because I didn't fancy it last night. I never fancy it against um, them at their place. I know he won last year, but, and um, yeah, so I was livid, 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 and I know we're going to go into it all, that's fine, but yes, 6.20am this morning on Radio 5 Live, and after I ranted, I didn't think I'd be invited back, however, apparently it went down really well. Well, there you go, National Radio loves a ranter, they (laughs) love a female Guna ranter in the morning to wake everybody up. Coffee doesn't do it, so just get a shouty Arsenal fan on there as well. We are going to talk about the, the game. We're going to talk about all things Arsenal. Before we do that, though, let's have a moment for a little bit of a virtual clap. Do it in the uh, chat room as well. Or if you're listening to this uh, after the fact for the Lionesses, because they put up 
one heck of a uh, a 10-week period of the World Cup. They did a fantastic job. They made everybody proud. And uh, do you know what? Women's football has come so far in the last five, six years. It's unbelievable. The coverage it gets is amazing. The standard of quality of football is amazing. I will admit and hold my hand up. I was somebody that was like, I'd watch out to see how Arsenal women were getting on. You know, are we doing well in the league? You know, occasionally you'd get like an FA Cup final on TV when we were on it and I'd flick it on and watch it. But um, in reality, I didn't really watch it. And personally, I didn't think the standard of quality was that good. I cannot say that anymore because I watched Mm. uh, some of the games on the TV in the background. You can see there uh, if anyone's listening from my work, uh, I didn't uh, obviously uh, watch it uh, during work time. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was really good. I think they should be very proud. And yeah, um, some uh, some shouting out for some women's football. So uh, you know, congratulations to the lionesses. This is not that's not the end. That's only the beginning. And you know, with the way that that team performed, the young team, you've got to say the future's bright. So just any minute, or do you want to do a minute or two of thoughts on the lionesses, Amanda, and then we get on to the Arsenal. I, I just felt like um, they played well through the whole tournament. And I'm not big into women's football. I would never sit here and say that everyone knows that. However, I always follow the Lionesses and see what Arsenal women uh, ladies are doing. Um, and I just felt, and I, you know, I don't know if anyone's going to agree, but I don't feel like they turned up on Sunday. And I felt they didn't press exactly like Spain did. Spain were excellent. Um, lovely that we saved the penalty. I see again, Carl and I argued over that. 100% for me a penalty, 100% not for him. And we're going to go on to VAR in a second. Um, but, yeah, listen, big up to him. I, t- I tweeted and said, if anyone would have told me in 1977 that there would be a World Cup final full of women playing football when I wasn't allowed to play football at school and all I was allowed to play was rush goalie. And for anyone that doesn't know what rush goalie means, it means you're a goalie and come out and play because I wasn't good enough to play in the whole team. Um, I was the only girl that played football. I wasn't ever good at football. I never say that. But back in my sort of teenage years, I did, or early 20s, I did meet some of the Arsenal ladies at Highbury. And we had a little kickabout. And let me tell you how hard they kicked that ball. I was shocked. I was only about 20 at the time. But um, so they've come on leaps and bounds. Very proud of them. Listen, they won the Euros last year. They got the final this year. Brilliant. Big up to them. Well done. You go again, ladies. You go again. Yes, indeed. You did mention um, uh, Rush Goalie. For anybody uh, young enough that doesn't know what Rush Goalie is, it's basically a modern-day goalkeeper where you're spending your time on the edge of the box and you need to actually learn how to pass. Um, so we've got a couple of Rush Goalies uh, in our team. Uh, obviously, uh, recently signed and Aaron Ramsdale, who did very, very well tonight. Uh, tonight's a fun game for everyone to put into the chat. Um, you have to think of and put it in the chat, and Amanda and I will star it, and uh, when we get to it, we'll have a little laugh. Uh, Things that you would like to do as punishment for David Coote, who was is David Coote is the referee from last night. Is that his name? Uh, so things that you would like to do to punish David Coote, make it creative, make it interesting. Don't be rude. <laughs> Let's have a bit of fun with it. But yes, uh, can we uh, stick those in the chat? Amanda and I will star them and then we'll have a little chuckle once we get to the refereeing bit, because no doubt what's going to happen both of us are going to get quite frustrated and irate. And you guys are going to get frustrated and irate in the chat as well. So once we've done that, we'll all take a breath. 
And then we're going to have a bit of fun by thinking of punishments for David Koo. I'm going to just go early with mine. Fire him into the sun. Fire him directly into the sun. That's mine. I'm just saying it. But um, right, Amanda, game last night. Uh, kickoff, eight o'clock uh, away at Selhurst Park. Um, there was what, a few thousand of uh, the Arsenal fans that went along there. Obviously, you and I couldn't go along there, which meant that we had a perfect view of the, uh, of the game as opposed to those that were in the ground because it's terrible viewing uh, in Crystal Palace with uh, those huge poles and uh, stands uh, that are just about 75 years old. Um, so we'll dial it all the way back to 7pm last night and the team comes out. Initial reactions, please. Um, I knew everyone was going to freak out because Havertz was in and Trossard wasn't. And I tell you, I've learnt my lesson having a tantrum many, many years ago. <laughs> so I don't do it anymore. I trust the manager and... W- that was it. So for me, you know, like you, Chris, working hard, getting home, trying to get everything sorted, rushing around like a lunatic. I tried to watch a little bit of Carragher and Neville. Um, didn't get to see much, um, thankfully. Um, however, I look at teams now very differently um, and I don't tantrum. There's reasons for things. I'm slightly um, quizzical about Gabriel and I don't particularly like party at right back. And I would like to discuss this with you because Carl and I were arguing about it. Um, so for me, party should be in midfield. Carl's argument is, well, he does go into midfield. Yeah, but then it leaves the right back open. Well, it's no difference to Zinchenko. But Zinchenko's a left back, not a midfielder. So we need party in midfield and Zinchenko inverting. So we're having all these discussions. And then the game kicks off and I was absolutely plutzing. And for people that don't know what it is, you must have followed me long enough. Plutzing is Yiddish for stressing. So I started to plutz and I'm thinking, here we go again. We've got a whole season. We've had a month off or two months of no stress. And here we go now. It's all starting, especially with this one. I wasn't like this against Forrest at home. Probably a little bit cocky. Forrest at home thought be okay. But this was, this was a little bit stressful. Um, and they always want to play, a, play Crystal Palace under the lights in an evening game because I think they think there's going to be an upset. Um, and I, I just felt, OK, I trust in Arteta, whatever he says. Um, there's a reason, Chris. Yeah. So on the party thing, I'll pick you up on this. So my view is that I actually I don't mind the concept of it. So if you think about the way that we play in build-up with with the ball, um, Zinchenko tends to drift into the central space and he's almost sitting, last season he was sitting almost, if you imagine, and we've had, if you've listened to other podcasts, you'll hear this as well, but we've almost created like boxes. So you've got Zinchenko in the left-hand corner Mm. of the box, uh, Party in the right-hand corner of that middle box, you've got Erdegaard in the top right-hand corner, and you've got Xhaka in the top left-hand corner. Now, we've replaced Xhaka with um, with with, uh, with Havertz now, Havertz, obviously. Yeah. And I just wonder if the plan is to make us, when Arteta talked in the summer about let's be a little less unpredictable, or sorry, a little less predictable, then I think maybe he's thinking, well, Party can play that role of an inverted uh, midfielder. Because if you think about the way in which we set up last night, Party spent most of the time in midfield. So on paper, it was a th- uh, you know four at the back. But in reality, we were more playing three at the back. We were playing Saliba in the centre, Benoit on the right, and then it was um, Tomiyasu on the left of that centre. And then out of possession, he does drop in because Tomiyasu was having to, to drop out wide for Ayu. So I think 
the 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 idea there works. The challenge is, is that parties played that position like three times, four times. He played there at, at home to Everton last season, which was a dead rubber, away to Nottingham Forest, which we know is a bit of a nightmare, at home to Forest this week, and then um, against um, against uh, Crystal Palace. And in terms of the, type, the team lineup, I think everyone was, obviously you were saying a meltdown. A lot of people had the hump because Gabriel wasn't playing. He's one of my top guys. I love Gabriel. Brilliant player, um, you know, strong, robust, um, you know, big, powerful, uh, ball-winning centre-half, wins his duels, brilliant. Um, but I can kind of understand if he's not playing Zinchenko to drift and he wants someone to do that drifting in field, it's not going to be Tommy Asu. And so Arteta has basically said, like, I need to find another solution to play the way that we play. And so I think that's that's the thinking behind it. I agree that Party. I think Party did all right, but I think that it would need more work. And I think there's also an element of Arteta thinking we actually played really well against Nottingham Forest, and had we not have had that one transition counter last weekend, we'd have beaten them two 0 and all of us would have been talking about that's a fairly comfortable game. We dominated possession. It was all right. When you look at the stats, again, we can go into the stats later. When you look at the stats of this game, we basically absolutely bossed them until the red card. Mm. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls in the chat, we will come to that. I know you're all absolutely itching to have a pop at the refereeing in VAR. Trust me, we will have our pop. But again, uh, pop your uh, your fun things that you would do to David Coots uh, to punish him for his woeful performance. And we will, uh, will favour that as well. But yeah, so Amanda, on that perspective, so I can kind of see what you're thinking. Uh, I'm going into a bit of monologue territory, so I need to probably ask you a question, given that I'm hosting this one tonight. But um, <laughs> first half, um, big chances. Uh, it seemed like we were getting a lot of space uh, early on. Martinelli got a chance. Um, how did you see that first half panning out? When you and, and talk to me up until you when you got to half time, general feelings about our performance. Were you comfortable with that first half? Yes, but I just want to do two comments. Just go back to your thing, and I understand what you're saying. And I get that, that he needs someone to do when Zinchenko comes in, he'll go back into midfield. But I do feel that Lynn Simpson is right. In the two games that Party has played in right back, Sakran Odegaard don't look quite the same. And I starred one other thing as well that I just wanted to go to because this is what I think. Sorry, I don't know where it is. One moment. Was it Melissa? Was it. CM, right. Ben White links with Saka. So I think we missed something. Um, and Zinchenko does get injured a lot. Does this mean this is going to keep happening? Again, I'm not a professional coach. I've never coached, so I do trust in him. But football's all about opinions, and we're allowed them. And I don't like party at right back. That's just me. I think he's a waste, and I like him in midfield. However, we can move on from that. Um, first half, oh, it was comfortable-ish, if you get me. Okay, I felt, I felt, I felt overall absolutely we deserved it. Um, it's second game of the season. Um, it's not going to be one hundred percent clicked in. Um, I do feel it, it's very tough at the moment, and uh, not going to the referee. But I don't feel like football fans or football players know where they stand at the moment. So where they all had the referees come in pre-season to tell them. How Lee Dixon said it on the radio, which I'm just going to jump to that and then go back, is you forget all that in the heat of the moment. You're just playing football. So I do feel that it's 
it's coming together, but slowly. Um, always a concern at 1-0. First half, I mean, IU, if he was going on what he's been, what he did, he should have been off the pitch. Um, Saka didn't have much room. Um, Eddie worked his socks off. I think Eddie worked his socks off the whole game. Um, if only Eddie could finish 90% of his chances, it'd just be phenomenal. Um, but yeah, no, I was okay. I wasn't wasn't like dramatic in my head going, oh my God. I was like, okay, this is okay. Yeah. Do you know, it's funny, that felt very different to me to, than last season when we played Palace away. It felt like Palace's tactic last season away, you could clearly tell it was get Anderson to do those long raking diagonals mm. um, to find either Zaha or uh, Ayu. Um, I think they played IU from the start, but it was it was to try and, and exploit those wide places in transition. But the difference with this Arsenal team and the Arsenal team then is, I mean, Ben White had a brilliant game. You know, he, he mm. snuffed out Zaha, but Z they were still they were still posing some kind of a threat. But I felt like that first half, I sat there thinking, we are in total control. Like in terms of controlling the football, the type of football that Arteta wants to play, he basically wants to play, we control everything and, and snuff out anything. And I think there was that one sort of chance where Saliba miscontrolled the ball. And I think it was Ayu that ran through, or it was one of the uh, one of the Palace players ran, yeah, it was Ayu. And then Saliba got back and just his tackle was absolutely nailed on perfect. Um, what a player we have in William Saliba, by the way. Do we just do a minute on how brilliant he is? I think we should do a minute on how brilliant the defence are. I mean, Ben yeah. White, I mean, I think he gets looked over. I think he's virgin on world class. Maybe not in Saliba standards yet, but he's just, he just, just does his job. But Saliba, Jesus. And this is why I do believe we didn't win the league last year because he got injured. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Yeah, I mean, he's a fundamental fact. I mean, this, that guy is our best defender. He's yeah. our best. He he has got, Lauren Concelny used to have 
wonderful recovery pace. He'd make a mistake, but he'd get back. William Saliba's got that. But he's also stronger than Koscielny. I feel like he's probably better in the air. And he's actually better with the ball at his feet. Yeah. This guy, the the, the 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 sky's the limit for William Saliba. He's an absolutely fantastic footballer. And the way that we played with just him in the centre and Tommy Asu to the left and then White at the right and obviously then Party tucking in midfield, he was just phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. But that first half was interesting. For me, um, and I do think, who said it? Somebody said it in the chat, chat about Anketia. Oh, Eddie. Eddie is an enigma of a riddle of a puzzle wrapped up in a, a maze of uh, confusion and delight yeah. because within five minutes we got Eddie slipping his man getting in front of him you know go, it was it was almost falling over as he, he hit that left foot onto the post he, and you're he thinking to yourself you know yeah. what? that's that's brilliant for him to even fashion that charge just keep it up mate and then he gets slipped in five minutes felt like five minutes later and he, he just makes the wrong decision and that's that's almost a microcosm of the, the footballer that we've got and who I'm just not sure how, if he's ever, if he's ever really going to, I don't want to seem harsh. I'm not, I'm generally not trying to dig him out, but I just don't know that he'll ever properly make it as a, as, as an Arsenal number one, well, that's a number one, a number, proper number nine, as in playing okay. every single week. Because if you're an Arsenal centre forward and you're trying to fight for your position and Arsenal are obviously at the top end of the league, you get, three chances you get two goals in a game Eddie gets three chances he might get one and yeah I haven't seen anything to suggest he's gonna something's gonna flip and he'll turn into that I get three chances I get a hat trick what's your view no I that's why I said if he could take 90% of his chances we you just he would be the first name on the team sheet unfortunately he's not but how long do we go you know, and the thing is that obviously if Jesus was fit, he would be in the team. It's just such a shame. He's got something. It's just the end product that we need. But I just want to go back to Saliba and that comment I left up there. <laughs> I left that for a reason, Chris, because I agree with Gunner for good 10S. Thank you for your comment. Saliba making that slide tackle, as much as I love Gabriel, it would have been a penalty, Chris. And we love Gabriel, but Saliba is just world-class. And I know you said that, but I just wanted to come back to that. Um, yes. So he slipped when he did that incredible, um, you know, shot, hit the post. I had a feeling it was going to, funny enough. Then didn't he lob the goalkeeper and it went too high? Yeah, and picked it too high, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I've always been an advocate of him. And obviously, Alan Algar, who... He's a friend of mine and friend of the show. We've always argued about Eddie, but I'm starting to think that, and I hope he's not listening, that he's probably right about this. Um, I don't know, Chris. I don't know the answer, really. Mm. I just want to get Jesus fit. I don't even know how long he's out for. We've not even sort of dis That's not come out yet, um, how long he'll be. Um, he'll be itching to get back, won't he? Yeah, he absolutely will. Like I think they were making it sound like it could be sort of three, four weeks. And I suspect that after the Fulham game, I think we've got an international break after the Fulham game. And I think yeah. it's Man United home. I imagine that they're earmarking that. But I'm with you. I think, you know, Nottingham Forest at home is fine playing Eddie and Kittier. Crystal Palace away, you know, it was kind of fine playing Eddie and Kittier. And maybe at Fulham at home this weekend, we'll talk yeah. about Fulham game towards the end of tonight. Yeah. It'll be fine playing him. But um I feel like the Man United game is when you need your big 
your big dogs out and Gabriel Jesus will be that big dog. So I think hopefully they've they've earmarked him from that. Declan Rice. Mm, I want to talk my man about in the Declan match. Rice. Absolutely. I think he became he was the Premier League man in the match as well. Oh, okay. Um, what a performance. I mean, I we all know that he's a he's a mustard footballer, he's a Rolls-Royce footballer. But yesterday, sitting in that number six, because, uh, and again, with him sitting in the six and party then just drifting in field alongside him, that was where our, con- I thought that was where our control came from. I thought that he was imperious. He won the ball when he needed to. He distributed when he needed to. He popped up in all sorts of positions. I saw him popping up at left wing. I saw him popping up at left back. When we went down to 10 men, you know, he was nodding balls out from defence. That game yesterday when it went down to 10 men was like Declan Rice absolutely in his in his comfort zone because that's the sort of thing that he's used to. But mm-hmm. let's have a few minutes and pop your things in the chat and we'll uh, and we'll pop them in again again. Karen um, has just put Declan Rice with hearts, 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 hearts. I mean, you can't really say anything more than that, can you? No. And PJ obviously says Rice is a good signing. PJ, that's the understatement good. of the century. <laughs> the guy's amazing, Amanda. Come on, sorts. get some passion. He's not good. He's absolutely awesome. And, and what I love about him it's that he still can't believe he plays for the Arsenal. The biggest smile, the interview post-game, the fact that he's like honoured. He feels honoured to play there. He really does. And he and he's excited about training. And he's just, just the performance in him is just, well, well, I don't want to say world-class, but just top-rate. And... You know, we had his early years coach on and we were talking to him and I said to him, what are we going to get for 105 million? And he just waxed lyrical about him. And I was so excited from that show onwards. I felt like I learned so much about Declan Rice and how much he's going to bring and how much he's going to grow with us, Chris, as well. It's yep. obvious he's going to be the next captain for us. If if it goes how it goes. I love Erdegaard. He's my favourite player. However, um, Things change, times come, you never know. And, oh, God, he's just... Yeah, and I agree. I agree, Phil Macca. Rice will have a statue one day. I can just see it. He is that He is that awesome footballer that you want in your team every single game. I don't care who we're playing, you've got to play Declan Rice every game if he's fit. I think, and, that, and that's the good. The other good thing about him, uh, my brother's a West Ham fan, and um, he messaged me last night. He said, "What do you think about Rice now?" And I said, uh, "Absolute mustard. Um, this guy's brilliant." And the first thing he said to me was, um, "Yeah, and he's fit all the time." So you know, oh, please, he, he might get the he might get the Arsenal curse because let's be honest, during I think Julian Timber missed about two games in. Uh, in about four oh, years for Ajax, but um, and Thomas Party missed about six games in his whole career before he joined Arsenal. But let's hope he doesn't get the Arsenal curse. But, but Tarak, oh sorry, Tarak Mahmoud said if Declan can bring in goals and assists, he could be the complete midfielder. I think that's an interesting point. I mm. actually, yes, obviously goals and assists are useful that, but that's not the. We don't, we don't actually need him to be that guy that provides loads of goals and assists. Because we've got Saka, we've got Martinelli, we've got Trossard, we've got Gabriel Jesus, we've got Eddie Nketiah. We should have Kai Havertz. We're going to come to him in a bit because I think as fabulous as Declan Rice was, I think we still need to see a little bit more from Kai Havertz early days. But we have so many goals from across our team. We don't need to focus on that. What we need to focus on, and that's what Declan Rice did last night, is when the games get gritty, 
and tough and difficult and Monday night in front of a difficult crowd and the referee being against us. What we need to see is we need to see players like Declan Rice that are putting their head in, putting their foot in, you know, being there when they're needed in the trenches and that's the sort of player he is. And he thoroughly deserved that man of match performance. Um, just a quick one before we move on to the next uh, next bit. Again, in fact, should we come to, we just get the uh, refereeing stuff over and done with Amanda or do you, do you want to save that? Um, let's just save it to the end of the game. All right, we'll go chronologically then. We'll just go chronologically then. go on and on. But I just want to say something about Declan Rice. Um, and this guy pointed it out. What about his contact lenses? Because he obviously, I used to wear them, so I knew what he was trying to do. And I said to Carl, he needs to look. And I heard him say, I need a mirror. It is funny to see that on the football pitch. Um, he either lost it or it was moved and he couldn't see. But he has to wear them. You obviously can't see without them. Um, and I just think all round, Declan Rice is one of our best sign-ins. And I'm with John Rowe, and I did put it up before. I do think he could, could become our next Tony Adams. That's what I was going to say before, but I stopped myself thinking, am I getting too ahead of myself? But someone said it in the chat room. Nah, you copied John Rowe. I'm not having that. Yeah, John said it. That's John what I'm saying. But I was John thinking got there it. First. Don't try and steal his thunder. <laughs> I, I stopped on. myself and I went, That's not well Give John the plaudits. <laughs> I love John. Welcome to the show, John. <laughs> lovely to have you on and lovely to have you joining us, John. So we've gone through Declan Rice Man and the match. We've gone through that first half in which I feel like we were all pretty comfortable. I went upstairs. And my, my wife was doing some work. She obviously goes to the other parts of the house when asked her on. <laughs> and she said, I haven't heard very much from you. Is everything all right? I was like, yeah, they haven't scored, but they're doing all right. They're fine. They're controlling this football match. And it always felt like the goal was going to come. And it did come in that second half. Arteta yeah. didn't really make any changes. Um, but um, it, we only had to wait sort of seven, eight minutes, I think it was, um, before uh, the free kick on the edge of the box that came up. Um, Eddie, and, uh, sorry, I don't know who was brought down um, in the box, but uh, Martin, sorry, outside the box, but Martinelli... Um, Obviously went to went to take it. And just as they were lining up, quick free kick, very, very clever, quick thinking. And do you know what? As I said earlier about Eddie and Ketia, and I have my reservations about him, but this is the good that you get from Eddie and Ketia. It was really quick and clever for movement for Eddie to find that space. And then he gets touched by uh, Sam Johnston. Um, any uh, any Roy Hodgson shapes complaints from you, Amanda, on that uh, Thomas Party block of the foul? No. Lucky. Because we just, it's just let's not talk about referees yet. Um, no, I did say straight, I said no. And then when I saw a replay, I went, always oh, lucky there. We are lucky. It's not a penalty, but they're given. So for me, I don't know what the referee was going to do. I don't know what referee is going to do anymore, to be honest. So I can't call anything. Um, for you, do you think it was? Yes, well, it was. <coughs> So there's a few ways to look at this. One way I look at it and I think, did the goalkeeper get the ball? No. Um, did he catch Eddie Nketiah? Yes. If the, so, so in the letters of the law, then yes, that is. And if it's inside the box, it's a penalty because it's a foul. If a player trips another player inside the box, the referee gives a penalty. So I don't think, and I don't think Roy Hodgson had a complaint there. He was complaining about Thomas Partey's supposed block, but there was nothing in that. I think, oh, that, was no. just, I think that was a bit nonsense, to be honest with you. Um, the thing that I find weird is, I always find this weird. It's like a player going away from goal. Imagine an instance where a player's 
going away from he's inside the box and he's he's moving away from the goal and he gets tripped inside the box mm. he's not actually creating no. a chance he's not going to have a shot he's walking away from the box but he gets tripped and because of that you get like the highest percentage chance of scoring because you get a penalty so i i don't really know that there's any answer to it because you can't exactly say depends on certain scenarios whether you're going to give a penalty or not you know don't leave your leg out in the box or don't leave your hand out dangling but i always find it weird because eddie took that touch and there's no way he was rounding the goalkeeper from there but as i said in my blog this morning another way of looking at it is if the goalkeeper doesn't come out eddie gets to that ball and he's in on goal so i guess that's another way to look at it do you know it's hard isn't it <clears throat> and again we can all sit here and say yes it was a penalty no it wasn't a penalty um i agree with paul healy i thought the keeper was silly he could have just gone to him and not touched him in in a way just pushed him out a bit further um and he didn't and he went diving in and in the and i mean listen penalty all day long I didn't even need to see a replay. No. I just called it straight away. So normally I'll I'll call it and then I have a look and go, oh, maybe I was a bit wrong there. You know, um, not at all. Um, but John, <laughs> the funny thing is, John Rowe, I did. I bet Amanda went to the loo and we got a penalty. Not as we got it. We got it. Then I went to the loo. So I think it's me going to the loo that makes a score. Um, however, is it a penalty for you, Chris? Yeah, I think it is yeah. because and, and if the boot's on the other foot and Ramsdale does that, I'm probably saying, well, that was a bit silly, Ramsdale. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think most people looked at that and thought it's a penalty. I just I just find it interesting, like that that whole idea about like if you're through on goal and you get tripped, then it's blatant. Or if a player handballs the ball on the line, it's blatant. But there are certain sort of nuances, aren't there? But you can't. You can't referee matches based on nuances, as as we know, because we were victims of stupid yeah. nuances. And this is the moment in which I think we should get to the, uh, the unfortunate. Well, let's just say Odegaard took a lovely penalty. Yeah. Okay. We, we win the game 1-0. However, before all this happened and the final whistle, and it's another thing as well, I'm going to call. We might as well add on 15 minutes because we haven't got a clue how long it's going to be. I think they did seven or eight in the end. Because you just got to accept that we're going to get to 100 minutes at, at times. And, and that's that. There's never a game that's ever going to finish at 90 minutes. Mm. If you think in 1989, we, we wouldn't have that 89th minute. It just wouldn't be the end of the game. But anyway. Um, okay. So uh, for those that have listened, um, I, went, I, I went to sleep angry. And I woke up angry. And I knew I was going on the radio. And I warned everyone what I was going to do. I know I only get like two minutes, not even that. And they have a Chris, they have the opposing um, fan on. So when I was on hold in the studio, I said, who's on with me? And they went a Crystal Palace fan. I went, yeah, great. So we say good morning. And then he went straight to the Crystal Palace fan. Palace fan didn't have much to say. He didn't like say it was undeserved or anything. And then he said something else. And then they came to me. And Chris, from that moment on, I did not stop. I didn't let them get a word in because I didn't want them going back to Palace fan. I had to say what I had to say. I can't remember it word for word. It is, as I said, on our YouTube channel, three minutes long. Um, and apparently Lee Dixon ended up talking about it later on, on saying about being I was fuming. 
I've never woken up after a one nil win, never in a million years ever, and been that angry. And and I tell you why I'm angry, and I, I know everyone agrees weirdly on this one, everyone does agree, is the fact that it's an injustice, okay? We may not have won that game going down to 10 men. We may have lost it. And I can't even tell you what I would have said on the radio. I, I, I probably would have been like um, thrown off. But I don't want our football games ruined. And I'm not only talking about Arsenal. Okay. And I said that because apparently, and I haven't seen it, but everyone was talking about the Onana chance for Wolves against United or whatever, what happened. People were saying how outrageous it was then. Um, and basically, I just said to them, look, if you're going to time waste, Tommy Asu took eight seconds because they put an interview with Arteta before I spoke. And I, they said, Arteta, it was 23 seconds. He says, no, no, it was 8.6 seconds. He said, next time we'll be taking a stopwatch to games. And it's true. because And I said this on the rant. I asked Carl, how long do we have for throw-ins now? Because Tommy Asu was looking for a player. Now, what happened beforehand with the time wasting with the other guys, I didn't see. It's not because I was being like rose-tinted glasses. I just didn't see what they were going on about. They said we time-wasted before then. He was the scapegoat. You can't do that. What common sense has to come in is a referee needs to go up to the captain and go, your player's time-waste any longer, I'm booking someone. And Erdegaard gets hold of everyone and goes, no more. Or whatever it is, okay? Common sense has gone out the window. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. However, Tommy Asu gets books completely unjust, completely. So now he's in trouble because now we've got a referee who wants to book us and not them. So you get IU all over the pitch, fouling Saka on a yellow, but because he's on a yellow, he doesn't get booked because he'll have to send him off. And then IU turns um, Tommy Asu. It looks like a shirt pull, and he goes. Now, I thought straight away it was a shirt pull, straight away. So I understand why the referee's done it. I've got no, I've got no argument with that. What my argument is for Chris, and I and I said this this morning. I said you have VAR for a toenail being offside, being for an offside, but yet you're arguing over whether a toenail's offside. But yet VAR should have been looking at that. I know they don't, but they should be looking at that as a sending off and going to the ref. He didn't touch him because what's that done is brought us down to 10 men and him gone for Fulham. And he kept trying to say to the ref, I haven't touched him. I know they all do that. And it was never a shirt pull. And then what's even worse is Gary Neville glossing over it, going, well, it was a shirt pull, second yellow. And they carried on talking. I was like screaming at the TV last night. And the weirdest thing is, Chris, we've won one nil. We've won two in two. And I did say all this on the rant as well. They're ruining the game. It's going to become unwatchable soon. What's going to happen, Chris? How long is a throw in? What's the new laws on this? 
time wasting happened against us every single game last season by one team that didn't time what time waste at the Emirates. It mostly worked in our favour because when they added the time on, sometimes we did score in that extra time. What about when we haven't time wasted and they add on 10 minutes because another team has? You've run out of steam there, haven't you? No, I'm just <laughs> going to give you a chance to speak because I was really wound up. I got it all out and I felt a bit better. And then a lot of people came to me on Twitter and went, people I don't even know that have never interacted with me and said, you know, you've you've spoken for all of us. I don't speak for anyone. I will never, ever speak for anybody. I speak for me. And I was so angry that the guy didn't get a word in, said, said well, don't worry, Lee Dixon's on uh, soon in and he'll be ranting about Gary Neville too. Thank you so much. Goodbye. So they didn't even get a chance to, to interrupt me because I asked him a question, said, how long we got for a throw in now? And Arteta's right. We'll have to have a stopwatch. You know, you know, use your common sense, referee. Have a word with the captain and say, your players are time-wasting. One's going to go any moment. Okay? One's going in the book. What is wrong with doing that? What is the point of having a captain on the pitch if they don't talk to him? I didn't mm. say that this morning. I didn't get time. Well, this is your platform. So you, you're <laughs> using it. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so my take on it. I do think that we were being cute with our time wasting. I do think Ramsdale had taken a few slightly more longer than usual um, goal kicks. There was a couple of instances. I think there was once in the first half where Tommy Asu took a bit longer on his throw-in. Um, so I could understand that the referee had started to get the hump. Um, I'm going to use an analogy now, so really bear with me, listeners, and please I'm bear with me. bearing with you. So bear with me. So, um, so you know, I work in marketing. Um, and in marketing, we have a certain type of phrase, which is called attribution marketing. And basically what it means is that if you are, let's just say, Amanda, you're searching for mm. some jewellery online and you start to Google a particular type of jewellery that you like. The chances are you didn't just imagine that jewellery and Google it. You probably maybe you saw it on a website. Maybe you saw it on a billboard. Maybe you, you've seen it a few times and it's reminded you about that jewellery. And then you've just thought, Actually, I really like that jewellery. So you've decided to Google it. Yeah. And then when you when you get to the point in where it says, where did you hear about us? In your head, you say, well, I just Googled it. But actually, it was other instances that happened first, or well, happened in your journey that got you to Googling it. So the attribution modeling idea is all about, or marketing idea is all about, and we call it last touch um, attribution. So essentially, the last touch has the most value. So you say, it's because I Googled it. But there's lots of other things. If we now apply this to the 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 first Tomiyasu yellow card, I think he was a victim of being almost the last touch because there was Ramsdale, there was Tomiyasu himself, Havertz himself had taken a bit too long, and the referee just said, "Screw this! The next one that does it, I don't care if they uh, if they take eight seconds or not." So in in some sense, I get it. I don't think it's fair. It's not the right thing to do, but I get it. So that's the first yellow card. I think the thing that's maddening us all, and you've touched on it already, yeah. is that the tolerance on what is applicable for a second yellow card, because we all know Andre Ayew had already been booked. So that tolerance bar had been set, and that tolerance bar had been set by Ayew when he wrestled Saka down and threw him to the floor. So now we're thinking, as we watch this, right, well, if Ayew can do that, then... You've got to do quite a bit 
before you get sent off. And maybe, do you know what? Even Tomiyasu is thinking that. So Tomiyasu got spun by Ayu. He's, he, he had a little nibble at him, but nothing that's even worthy of Ayu going down. And Ayu has essentially taken advantage of it and he's conned the referee. And the referee's fallen for it because A, he's got the hump with Arsenal players. And B, he sees an opportunity, maybe he sees an opportunity to level this game up and make it a little bit more interesting for the last 20 minutes or so. And so I think there's, there's that instance on it. But what this is where you are spot on. And this is what I've been talking about with a lot of mates on WhatsApps and stuff like that. What needs to happen there is that that referee has somebody in his ear because the, because it's over, happening over the other side. And the way that IU is, when he's spinning away, he's actually spinning away and Tommy mm. Asu's body is in between the referee and IU. So we can't truly see what's happening. So basically he's guessing. Uh, if you're guessing and you're going to make a decision to send a play off, that's not a good thing. So if he sticks his yellow card up and his red card up, but some whispers in his ears... Uh, David, I think you um, might want to have another look at that because actually your angle wasn't the best. All he's got to do is hear that and say, oh, two seconds, he goes over and he has yeah. a think. And if yeah. he still looks at it and says, that's a, a, a second yellow, well, then he's actually a Muppet and because he he's clearly hasn't seen anything. But guarantee if he looks at that again on replays. I went for a run this morning and I um, I was thinking to myself, if I was in Tommy Ashley's shoes, I'd go up to him after I'd sent him one and say, I'll tell you what, I'll give you my number after the game. And then uh, when you watch those replays, you can text me an apology because you'll see. <laughs> That's what I would say. But, but the, uh, the thing is, you know, the, as we said, in that split second, it did look like that. Okay. So help the referee out and allow him to quickly go to the screen. As you said, Chris, he would have looked and gone, ah, okay, rescind the yellow card. You can't book Tomiyasu for Havertz and ramsdale's time wasting i get what you're saying and i get i understand that but there's no common sense being used and let me tell you what's going to happen that well it's already happened where was the consistency and this is what everyone's talking about and let me explain something about it's very hard to have football's all about opinions there's only certain facts in football over the line is a fact pulling someone is a fact the rest are all subjective is it a penalty me and Carl still argue about Sunday he's not right I'm not right it's just our opinion football's all about opinions it's opinion based so you cannot have VAR it's not going to work unless it's factual so change it offside okay keep it for that but not penalties you got listen back in the 80s Chris I want to go back to that football where a ref made. A I was mistake. a mere baby in the eighties, so you oh, have to remind I wasn't, me. I was a hybrid. <laughs> um, I want to see referees make mistakes, and it's it swings and roundabouts for all the people that don't really understand what that means. It, it evens itself up. This isn't. This is going to get worse and worse, and it's beginning. Bad enough. We celebrate a goal, and then we have to go. Oh, hold on, VAR. It's bad enough. I, I'm honestly telling you now. They're ruining football. Hmm. They're ruining football. It's not the same anymore. Okay. Hmm. So it's going to get worse. And I, I mean, I get what Lee Dixon's saying. I quickly listened this afternoon. He said, at the beginning, there's always teething with new, well, they're not laws, are they? But whatever they are, what they've introduced. Well, yeah, but you could cost people relegation cup runs you could cost people the league league title 
absolutely anything. You know, you know for a fact, Rodri gets away with absolutely everything. So by what we saw yesterday, Rodri should be off every game. And, mm. and he's not going to be. The fouls on Saka, do they not count? Do they not count then? All the fouls on Saka. Let, if you're going to send Tomiyasu off for not even touching the player, and, and I did say this because a Crystal Palace fan did tweet me this, and it was really nice. He said to me, you're not one of those biased Arsenal fans, are you? I said, there's biased fans in each club. I'm not. Tommy Asu would have pulled that shirt, Chris. I'd have been screaming blue murder at him because he just got booked, right? It's his fault. He's got sent off. When you don't touch a player, and I think that is why, and in my whole life of how I am, anything unjust, anything, and I go mental. I literally walked into work and someone said to me, oh, well done for last night. I said, don't talk to me about last night. He said, well, you won. I went, I'm just not in the mood. I said, I've been up since 6am and I've been on the radio and I'm just too angry. We've won a game. We've won two in two. And yet this is how I feel. And it will. And I was looking forward to the podcast tonight. I actually wanted a podcast late last night. Lucky I didn't. We would have had to like put swearing things up or whatever it's called. But it's VAR is never going to work because you're going to have people's opinions. And sometimes the people behind VAR are absolutely useless. And again, I'll say this, this is not only for Arsenal. Do not change something that is not broken. And yes, I did read that John Rowe from you, but that is something I would definitely say. You're going to get it. You're going to get the ball over the line. Listen, you know when, um, I don't know if you remember this, when Tottenham scored at United 10, 15 years ago, it was three quarters of the way in the goal. It wasn't even over the line. It was way past the line. Yeah. But surreal. things happen in life. Just... You know, you can't... I'd rather go back to it, Chris. Would you? If you could take VAR and go back to 80s, 90s, what would you do? Uh, I would... I'd rather not. But what I would... I have an issue with PGMOL, and I would essentially oh, yeah. blow it up and reinstate something else. Um so I would kick a lot of the old boys' network out and I would get real football analysts in to do the role of video assistant referees. I would not have it controlled. I'd have it independently controlled from PGMOL. Um, that would be my kind of but again, solution Chris, for it. So I think you'd get better people that would be more objective. But it's still opinions. And that they, they may see... Look, you and I could watch a match, like me and Carl do, and we argue over certain things. Everyone's going to have their own opinions of what they think is a penalty. Um, you know, I, I'm, ju I'm, I'm just saying that... So maybe I, I you take it off for subjective things. So maybe you just focus yes, the AR on over the line, facts. done. Offside, like if you can... Yeah. Certain. If you're basically saying it's from any point in which your body can score a goal, and so therefore we're going to use chip in the ball, and that and that's how you do it. So maybe that is the solution. Uh, I just want to quickly call up something uh, from Karen uh, about appealing the red card, and this is another thing as to why they this is nonsensical. They cannot. No, it cannot be appealed because it's two yellows, and it goes back back to the same genre of why they couldn't get VAR, a chap or somebody, a chap or a lady, um, to to be so saying something into the referee's ear, which is um, you might want to just double-check that. Because I guarantee you, if he double-checked it, he would get away. But now they can't double-check it. They can't overturn it. Absolute nonsense. Uh, we'll come to the Fulham game in a bit because, yes, we've lost Tommy Asu, but hopefully we'll get um, 
But we'll you know what's interesting? Well. I've noticed everyone's agreed on this, Chris. I haven't, and there are always Arsenal fans that don't agree, but I've not seen one on so many different timelines where people have gone, oh, no, actually, Tommy Asu deserved no one except one guy that me and this bloke was arguing with all afternoon who actually said Tommy Asu pushed him in the back, stupid, deserved to get sent off as an actual Arsenal fan. And I'm like, right, okay, factually, he didn't touch him. He may have just glanced slightly, but I'm sorry, not every touch is a yellow card. And I mean, it, and Arteta has actually, I don't know if anyone's heard this because it was on the radio in front of me this morning. He said, we're going to be playing, excuse me, we're going to be playing 8v8 soon. Mm. I know it's been a bit sarcastic, but you never know. Yeah. Right, let's go. To, let's, let's, let's chill ourselves out. Let's take a breath. And let's do some fun, uh, some fun things now. So, what are we doing with uh, with Jim Cook? So, you do one, and I'll do one, Amanda. Okay, fine. So, you put. Do you want to put all the questions up? Go on, then I'll put the first one up. So, John right. Rose says, "Give him a season ticket to watch the Spurs." Oh, oh no one that, that that's won it Amanda. already. Anyway, the end of the show is now because that is definitely going to win that, win the uh, <laughs> best one. I love that. Okay, next one. Make him tug. Make it part of the tug of war with competition, so he knows what a tug is. <laughs> Very good, PW. Well done, PW. Very good. I love it. Karen says, uh, put him in the stocks for every Arsenal fan around the world to throw rotten eggs and tomatoes at him for oh, however long Karen. it takes. Yes, Karen. I like Top that mark. one. I love it. I love it. Uh, what else have we got? Um, uh, Lynn says, I would like to face David Coote on TV and ask what he thinks is a red card and then take him to Specsavers to get his eyes tested. There other pla- are other places you can buy your glasses from. <laughs> We do not get paid by spec savers. I'm just pointing it out at this point. Correct. Uh, what else we got? Um, <laughs> Tariq says, I'd make David Coote watch Everton as punishment. Amanda, whilst I'm reading these out, I want you to start thinking about some of your, you've got what you've got your choice of one. So I'll read a oh, couple Oh, okay. More, I haven't really we'll, thought, yeah. And we'll go into, uh, we'll go into some thoughts ahead I've got of, one uh, already. next weekend. Oh, I like it. I like it. Right. Uh, the ever popular Carl Stark says, uh, I'd give him a season ticket to Spurs. Nice, Carl. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fiona says Man United I mean personally maybe he should get to both and he should alternate each week it would stop him from being a referee which would be very useful Um, uh, Earthquake Extremity says I would also give David uh, Coote the hot chip challenge Uh, what's a hot chip challenge? Is that just like give them the hot The chilies. No, obviously hot chilies or something but I've got mine I've got mine do you want me to tell you? Okay um, and and I know you're all going to agree with this. Put me in a, r- a room with me for ten minutes, and he's not allowed out. All right. I mean, I get in a virtual room with you for an hour, and I'm not allowed out. So <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah, but I like you. Quite easy. <laughs> it's quite easy. <laughs> what would you? What's your one then? I fire him into the sun. Get him into a cannon and fire him into the sun. And then, but of you course, know what? give him a heat-proof vest, because I don't wish death on anyone. I just no, want him never. to be but, feeling very uncomfortable. But but apart from the fact that of the, all the IU challenges, as I said, that it did look like a shirt pull on Tommy Asu. It's only when we saw it again, it wasn't. He needed proper help. They are hung out to dry referees a little bit. And again, it's their opinion. Remember that. I don't believe there's a conspiracy against Arsenal ever. Because all clubs think they are against their own teams. Um, but see, Phil, Phil agrees with me. Put him in a room with me. Um, 
And I just feel like he needed some help, but he should have booked IU after about the fourth, maybe fifth challenge. Um, and there was another guy called Lamar or Lemaire who got away with something as well. Um, so <laughs> in a room with me and a pencil is a line from Black Adder. Well, the thing is, at the, at the end of the day, he would, I literally would do exactly what someone, what you said. Give him Tommy Asu's number, make him watch it and make him phone him. Yeah. Make him phone the whole of Arsenal training at London Colney. Put him on I'm, Zoom and I'm say, terribly sorry. I I'm was very a bad, sorry. bad referee. Because, because, I'm, because we're a little bit sort of, not saying blase, but we've got Fulham Saturday. It's not United, uh, Chelsea, it's not City, it's not Tottenham. But say it was and we didn't have a left back. Mm. It's, a, it's a really, really good point. And what, what you said earlier... Um, Titles can be won and lost. Uh, yeah. There was there was part of us last season. So we finished on 84 points. I think in, uh, City got 89 points. If we'd finished on 87 or 88 points, we'd be looking at that Brentford game and we'd be saying, literally, the refereeing cost us a title. Yeah. And you cannot have that. You cannot have that at all. We need consistency, approach. We need uh, equal approaches. And if we're not going to get that, we need to start again with those that are enforcing the rules. But I think we need to stop that because let's uh, let's move on because we're getting back into uh, rage territory and uh, we don't want to get into rage territory. We've got uh, we've got sort of seven or eight minutes left. I want to yep. get through some thoughts ahead of Fulham. Um, and then also we'll get to a few questions if anyone's got any questions. And also predictions, well. please, people. Oh, because as you know, we have to? I've got my book, my podcast book. <laughs> You used to be the one my book. Like, I'm, not, I'm not doing predictions. I'm not doing No, I know, but you days. never know. One I might get one right. But you, okay. you know what? Yeah. In three months' time, you're going to say, you know that game I told you? And I'll go, I'll have a look. You'll be like, <laughs> what you've got your book? <laughs> I prefer things being yesterday's chip paper, so no one remembers. But <laughs> no, the internet never it. forgets, does it? The internet and, and Amanda's book never forgets. Do you remember right, we did? We did all our predictions at the beginning for the whole year, so we can't even deny what we've said. Right. Yeah, there you go. Right, Fulham. Uh, team, let's let's have a little think about the team. Um, and uh, are you confident going into it? And uh, will you be there? Because I won't. Oh, yes, I'll be there. Um, and I am confident. That's probably not a good thing, honestly. Um, I am confident. However, I'm not going for a high-scoring... Um, match me personally I think it's going to be 2-0 I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle but who's going to be left back is Inchenko fit enough to start yeah so he played 60 minutes in the behind closed doors friendly against Luton uh, mm. on Wednesday last week and then they've had this whole time I think the reason he didn't start tonight was because Arteta wanted to keep because he I think he knew Crystal right. Palace would hit a low block and try to hit us on transition. So I think he's almost almost saw it as similar to the Forest game. Yeah. I think Fulham play a little bit more expansive. And so I've got a sneaky suspicion he's going to go back to the back four. Zinchenko, Gabriel, Saliba um, and so. White. Uh, with Rams now behind them. I think he's going to go part he's going to go party sitting in the six and Rice as a left eight, Erdegaard as a as a uh, the right eight, and then he's going to go Saka. Um, probably, I don't know if we go Martinelli, it won't go Martinelli, but maybe he goes in Ketia, maybe he goes Havertz. But I just, I think that will be the big question mark for me who plays up top. My gut feel is um, we'll win it, but I think we're still trying to find out who we are in terms of our approach and style. We're very good at controlling possession and ball. 
we've not really given we've had two teams that have not really had too mm. much of a sniff and my hope is that Fulham don't get much of a sniff and that we can get a couple of early goals so I think 2-0 is a good shout to be fair I don't Are think it's going to be a high scoring game yeah so you, me and you, and we'll find out what Cookie wants and I'll write it in my little book. Everyone seems to be very happy with the with Saturday. We've got lots of 4 nils, 3 nils, 4 ones, and stuff like that. I don't think it'll be as high scoring as that. Hopefully I'm wrong. Um, hopefully, um, is it 3 o'clock on? It is, isn't it? A 3 it o'clock a kickoff. 3 p.m. kickoff. Yes. Do Are you not able to go? What a shame. No, I've got a friend's 40th birthday that I need to, uh, I'm, I'm away, I'm out, yeah. I'm I'm very far away from the Emirates, so unfortunately, I'm going to. I've already told them I'm going to be watching on my phone, and nobody can talk to me. Uh, Fair enough. So <laughs> I shall be watching it just Priorities. in the stadium. Should we get some questions as we wrap up the show today? Yeah, sure. Let me get some up. Let's go. Please We've got loads. Right, Phil Macker says, "How worried are you that our inability inability to sell our Deadwood might mean the club force Arteta to sell Gabriel?" To the land of sand to bring some money in. He's not going anywhere, Phil. Don't worry, Phil. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Gabriel's not going to go anywhere. He signed a new deal recently. We, uh, Arteta's already said last night it's not going to happen. I think Arteta's somebody that knows he needs to change things around um, during the season squad from a squad protect perspective. So I don't worry. And actually, like I said, I think he's going to play on Saturday. I think he'll play on Saturday. And all of this conversation will go away. In terms of selling the Deadwood, oh, I mean, I just think Arsenal have probably accepted they're going to end up cutting their losses at the moment. Um, they're going to need to get rid of some of the players. I mean, Kieran Tierney didn't even make the bench no, the week, last night. So you've got to think his days are over. Um, <clears throat> they've just got to find a buyer for him. I find it stunning that we can't get money for a Scotland international who can play centre-half and left-back and who we all love. It's not like we're wanting to kick him out of the club. We all love him, so... But yeah, it is it is a worry that that bit's a worry, but I don't think the club will force Arteta to sell. No. Um, Melissa Broadbent, do we reckon Big Gabby is just getting rested as he did start every game last season? You answer that one. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't think he'll be sold. I don't think at all. I maybe he's coming back from a slight injury we don't know about. And he can't play ninety minutes. Maybe he's just trying, as you said, with party inverting. I don't know. I can't answer it. So, unless you've got anything to add, young Chris, we'll move on. Um, I think, like I said, I think he'll play on Saturday. So, I don't think this is an issue. I think it's just been a tactical thing for the first few games. Let's take Arteta at his word. Okay. Um, Good evening, Gentile 1969. Oh, you must be born in my year. Are we doing laying party at right back to accommodate Havertz? We haven't really spoken about Havertz. So, do you think he's accommodating Havertz in that way? I think it's more because Zinchenko wasn't available and he always wants somebody to invert rather than accommodating Havertz. What I will say about Havertz, though, and it'd be good to get your view, Amanda, is I'm not willing to completely say this is a busted plus because it's been two games or two games plus the Community Shield, but we need to see more from him. We can't just have a player that is popping up and popping nice sort of square uh, sort of 10-yard passes and... You know, he's, he's tidy enough on possession. We need to see, for £65 million, you need to see a bit more than that. I'd, I'd give him a chance. I'd, I don't think he's done as bad as everyone thinks. Um, that's all I can say. It's two games. Talk to me after 10 games. If 10 games, it's still not giving us what we what we need or want, 
um, then that's thing. The only thing is, we are. It is a shame, isn't it, that we don't see Trossard. Mm. Um, but it's beautiful as well that we've got him on the bench that he can come on for all the people that do you remember when they absolutely kicked up a stink because we didn't get Mudrick and we got Trossard and now everyone's desperate for Trossard to come on. This is what I mean. Makes me laugh. Right. Trossard. Um, he's just done a podcast with my favourite podcaster, Ivan Tony. I cannot wait to listen. I always listen to Diary, Diary, Diary of a CEO. And now he's announced, I'm listening to Ricky Lambert at the moment. He used to play for Liverpool and uh, Southampton. It's brilliant. The next one up is Ivan Tony. PJ says, Spurs and Chelsea, both in for Balogun. Does Arteta have a cheeky Tony deal ready? And would you take him? Uh, in January, yeah, because it well, it'd still take a while to get fit because he can't even train at the moment. Um, but if it means that one of those two clubs gets Balogun, no, I do not oh. want to be strengthening either of those two reprehensible football clubs unless the deal is they pay a hundred million pounds for him at the end of the season, we get a buyback for 25 million quid, thereby losing them 75 million pounds. Oh, then I'd sanction it. Oh, and he can't play against us. Uh, for either of the games, then absolutely fine. But of course, that had never happened in a billion years. Uh, Carl is convinced Havertz is doing exactly what Arteta has asked him to do. Um, I, we've got a question about Pepe, so let's let's ask John Rowe: Do we bring Pepe back to the fold? You can answer that one. Yes. Why not? Use him if he's fit and he wants to play. He could give us something different. I, don't I, actually, I actually agree. I've always thought there's a player in there. I mean, you see, yeah, I always like there was him. a clip. There's been a clip going around on Twitter of some of his finishing and the guy's a natural born finisher. Um, he's not, he's somebody that could be an impact player potentially, but you can't tell me that having Pepe is better than just, because at the moment, if we can't sell him, then what's the point in just binning him off somewhere? No one's so. agreeing with us in the chat room, by the way. No one wants to see Pepe are. back. But you know what? What's even funnier is if he did come back and he scored and he started to play really well, then everyone would want him back. Yeah, um, where, are, where are you lot in the chat then, eh? Where are all you? Right, hey? For me, I will bring him Pe Pepe back. So someone agrees with us. Yeah, Ola, um, Ray. Ola Ray's on our side of the fence. We've done most of the questions, but this is something I'd like... Uh, to mention, Melissa Broadbent said that team is so close, just the stuff they did to include Timber pre and post match. Love them. That picture, I've actually tweeted it today of them holding that shirt up and Edu tweet, uh, added Jurian Timber in it. It's heartbreaking. And I haven't I'm, seen it. Yeah, I, it, I'll, I'll, show, I'll send you the picture. It's so lovely. And, and, and the team spirit. And everything that Arteta has tried, Arteta, Edu, the management, the lot. Um, if you're on, if you're on LinkedIn, you should go and follow all our coaches. They're all on there. I have great conversations with. I can't say Inat Kavon. I think he's the goalkeeping Inaki coach. Inaki I, don't, I don't know how you say it. Sorry, but they're all on there, and it's great. There's lots of people from Arsenal um, behind the scenes on LinkedIn. So for anyone that is on there, definitely search them out. And um, I saw Edu's story today and he put that picture up of the team holding the shirt and um, Anatin Durian and oh, Durian. Such a shame. Such a shame. I'm assuming that we're not going to see Durian this season, no? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, gonna, that's a good question. Um, whether or not 
yeah, I mean, I think it all depends on the type of tear. I'm not a sports scientist or somebody who uh, is in the medical profession, so it'd be difficult for me to say anything. I heard some people saying it's not a rupture, it's a tear, and so that's not as bad. You know, if we can see something from him, um, that would be amazing. But, yeah, I am uh, don't know. Oh, it's so sad. But we're going to end on a good note, Chris, because, look, we've ranted. Yes. I've ranted enough. I've got over it. you got to get over it. We've got Fulham 3 o'clock on Saturday. I don't even know what day it is because we don't normally pod on a Tuesday. Um, and, and Cole keeps asking us this. Who is not going answering. to win the league? No, I'm not answering. I didn't answer no, last no time. Comment. No I comment. think we might have to... Uh, the fifth. I'm not going to say you're going to block Carl because he's an important part of this community, but maybe just lock him in a room where he can't actually uh, message or something. But he's locked in with me in my house. And yeah. if he asks me that That's question, I mean, just take his phone away or something. So. <laughs> well, and then he'd have to talk to me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, we're not fence sitters, boo. Boo, fence sitters. We're not. It's the second game in, and we're not interested in talking about who's going to win the league. We're interested in talking about if we're going to beat Fulham. Chris isn't going to be there. Myself, Carl, um, James will be at the game on Saturday. We Well, you boys are back next Monday night. I'm not here because it's bank holiday. None of you can do Sunday. So, Monday night, the boys are back. Half past seven. Come and join them. Um, and then I'm back after we play United the day later, Monday night. Christopher, we've gone for 2-0 to the Arsenal. Um, anything else left to say before I close it? No, I don't think there is. Let's close this and thank everybody for coming. And, uh, yeah, we hope to see you on Monday. Oh, and hello to everybody on audio. Have you rated us yet? God, that sounded like a real voiceover voice. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us from me and Chris. Always Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.